0: center of the universe and the Thrive 15.com World Headquarters. Let's go!
1: Presenting the world's only business school without the
0: BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Selder, and the Horse hall Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Three. All right, boom, 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 and boom. Welcome back to The Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a mission to get you into a great financial position. And in the box, it is always ecstasy when we have, well, whenever we have an opportunity to be next to Z. Dr. Zoner, how are you today, my friend? I am
2: fantastic, and the Thrive Nation wants to know. They want to know. They want to know. We want have brought it know. up want. on shows past. And for those of you that are listening live, thank you very much. For those of you that are listening on the podcast. What? It's a podcast. Yes. What? Free of charge. You can subscribe to it. and You can share it around the world, Clay.
0: Uh, uh,
2: you can share, you the, can share it around and you can listen to it. On the internet? M- are uh, you
0: talking about the internet? Yeah, that little
2: thing. The, thank you, Al Can Borg. I access that through my MP3 thank three player? Thank you, Mr. Gore. Right. Uh, anyway, the world wants to know how your son... The budding entrepreneur, yes. which we've had, we've had a, you know, we've had a couple of uh, cage fights over his career and career choices, and you being the limiting membrane in his business, and it's it's been a little bit of a mess. And so now we're transitioning into the fall, and so what's going on with his business? He's well,
0: ten years old. Well, right now Aubrey, you know, we have on one side of the road we have about four acres, and on the other side of the road there's like fourteen acres, so there's about eighteen acres. And he needs to maintain about six of those acres, so he's out there mowing on his Husqvarna riding lawn mower. And he cashed in this week. We 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 owed him, you know, some money, and I, I make him. Basically, I force savings. I guess I'm like the man. I'm like, I'm like you're the like government. The, you're like
2: the yeah. You're like the government.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I made him. Say, you know, you know better than. I'm looking at say, the man. Why well, yeah. just said, hey, you have to save at least four months of your income. So you have to delay gratification so you can yeah. buy something Ooh. significant. Oh my! And he said, Dad, I want to. I want to go ahead and, and cash it in. I want. I want to get some stuff. So we went to Guitar Center. Justin, you've seen this, and he just yeah, bought is... these awesome Mackie speakers. Oh yeah. Then he bought, and I bought him an extra mixer. But he basically now has cashed in all his. Money and he now has a complete DJ system that would rival that of most professional disc jockeys in Tulsa. Well, and, th- and he's been doing that a while. He's had
3: he's had he's worked his way up. You he know, keeps say adding gig. more equipment. I, he actually started with a little, um, just a CD player boombox. Yep. He started that, and then he just slowly worked his way up. And now his he's got an impressive. He DJ
0: He DJed family night, Justin. You saw him. He, he was rocking it. He's yeah. on the microphone now too. Wow, hey, yeah. he's that's, announcing that's, stuff. W- would they get reimbursed for that, or
2: is that just kind of a? Well,
0: uh, well uh, we didn't. We didn't pay him for that. What we did is we 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 chose to. Uh, really undervalue his performance. it's well, so a no brainer right advantage? Of try
2: it before you buy it. Decided to feed yeah.
0: him that <laughs> right. night, right? Decided to, to feed right. him. That we night. decided to feed him that night, but he's so, his DJ. He's basically taken his earnings from the landscaping career and, and turning that into his DJ business. And I'm not kidding. He's probably got maybe six or seven thousand dollars of DJ gear now. He's rounded <laughs> up and he's do, ten. Do you th- do you think he's doing that following your footsteps, or is it just something
2: in your in your Clark DNA that just says I need to? play music for people I don't know and get them excited about that. You know, I, think, what DJ I think does the
0: thing really. about Aubrey is he gets entrepreneurship at the core level, which is really finding a problem people have yeah. and charging them for a solution that they want. And Bingo. I think he gets it. I think he uh, actually wants to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just funny, but like... I'll get back from work, you know, and I'm, I'm you know, maybe wanting to relax. And he's like, Dad, do you want a back massage? And I'm like, absolutely. He's like, for $5, I'll give nice. you a... And I'm like, hey, <laughs> listen here. I'll pay you a dollar every, like, five minutes. You know what I mean? But he's, like, but he, he's always working an angle. Well, one thing I've noticed, and, and for
3: you entrepreneurs listening right now, this is something you're going to have to pick up on as well, is paying attention and listening. Because your guests, your clients, they'll tell you everything you need to know. And little Aubrey has been... Um, just watching you, Clay, for years, right? And so he just picks up. The dude has got an amazing memory, and he's got an amazing sense of humor. So he's witty. I don't know if you know. that or not, but his little funny. jokes going in. And it kind of got my mom, your mom, mother-in-law, riled up a little bit. Oh, yeah. and he, he knows how to do that. because he's extremely smart and witty, and his memory is just great. And so he, he, he's a great listener. You don't even think he's listening. So entrepreneurs... You're going to have to be good listeners as as well as leaders.
0: What's hilarious is this commentary with uh, Steve Currington, and I wish I could quote something, but he'll ask Steve questions that are passively, aggressively, attackingly, sarcastically funny. Yeah. And then so he and Steve go back and forth. And Eric, I don't know if you've ever seen these conversations, but I'm always watching the two of them sort of, and he's 10 and he tries to outwit Steve, who I believe is like thirty-eight. Yeah, I, I, Steve is actually he's actually coming to me and being like, "Dude, Aubrey said this and that was so funny." I was trying not to just crack
2: up. It's <laughs> just so funny. So Motown Tulsa is is. Does he have other outside clients?
0: Uh, right now, right now he has two outside clients. But the okay. thing is, we're heading into the fall. And so I've just told him, "Man, you got to you got to save up the the nuts for the winter. Winter is coming. You got to you're, you're a squirrel. You're a business yeah, squirrel. Yeah, yeah. Save up the nuts. So now we're going inside now. We're DJing and he's doing the janitorial work here. It's his, it's his third revenue source. Over here at Thrive. And so he does all the janitorial all work. Right. All right. We're and good. we're trying to get his quality standards up to the level they need to be. Because, at. He's because, getting better. Because I know I, I know that for a while
2: you kind of had your thumb on Motown Tulsa. I mean well, you kinda see, had, to, you kinda kinda had your, your a, thumb you, on
0: it. Here, you need you need to have a, a driver, you know? I mean, he needs someone, he, he's 10. He can't drive his own vehicle. And so he's like, Dad, hey, I picked up Robert Redmond's lawn. And I'm going, You picked up Robert Redmond's lawn? That's he, 40 minutes away. Doesn't he live <laughs> in Midtown? He's like, Yeah, yeah, we need to get out there, and we've got one in Broken Arrow, and then grandma. Needs hers. I'm like, what are you doing? And then he's talking to the neighbor, and the neighbor wants us to mow the lawn. So we got four on the same day. I'm like that's my whole Sunday, man. <laughs> Come
2: man. On, man. Oh man, if the Patriots are playing, that's that's a no, that's,
0: that's what I'm saying. A, that's it's just uh, it's day. unethical. Now today we're talking about if you're so good at at solving a problem that maybe you decide you need outside capital, so you find a partner. Or maybe you don't have the capital you need, so you find a partner. Or maybe you feel like, man, you're good at accounting, I'm good at sales, now I'm going to have a partner. Maybe you're an optometrist and you team up with another one, now you have a partnership. And this is the question we've had so much this week, I feel like it would be wrong of us to not address it, is we've had so many of you email us and ask us, how do you enter into a partnership and how do you manage the partnership once you're in it? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a notable quotable, and I'm going to tee up a couple rules, and i want to have Dr. Z break it down. So here's the notable quotable from Ben Horowitz, the man who built a $1.6 billion business that he sold to Opsware. And he says, every time I read a management or self-help book, I find myself saying, that's fine, but that really wasn't the hard thing about the situation. The hard thing isn't setting a big, hairy, audacious goal. The hard thing is laying people off when you miss the goal. The hard thing isn't hiring great people. The hard thing is when those great people develop a sense of entitlement and start demanding unreasonable things. The hard thing isn't setting up an organizational chart. The hard thing is getting people to communicate within the organizational chart that you just designed. The hard thing isn't dreaming big. The hard thing is waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat when the dream turns (laughs) into a nightmare. And so partnership, here are the two rules. Here's, here are the things that will kill every partnership, and I want, Z, I want you to break them down. Break them down. Communication and expectations. So how you communicate and you, you you living up to your expectations and or failing to meet those expectations. So, Z, let's start with, let's start with communication. How can communication, let's say someone partnered with you, how could communication with you, where could it get weird with you in terms of communication?
2: Well, so many times I see um, two dudes or two ladies and they're, you know, talking, and they're maybe in the same life thing about we need to do something. You know, we yeah. need to we need to take charge of our life. You well. know, and uh, did you see what Billy did down the road? And oh, we can Billy. we can we can out Billy Billy. You know, but the point is they they you're talking to someone, you're balancing an idea off of them. You're talking about a problem, and you think you have a solution. You think it might make money, and that person looks at you and says, "I'm thinking the same thing."
0: Oh my gosh! So you're you're We're wanting right. to start a gym? I want to start a gym too. Yeah. We could
2: all start a gym. We could call yeah. it Globo Gym. And, and there's something or the, the two of us, Jim. Uh, and there's something about that that's kind of it makes you feel good. I mean, now you're, you're like, okay, I'm you're, not I'm not the only crazy person your name in the room. Is Jim? It's meant to be. It's meant to be. Oh. It's over a cup of coffee, man. You you flesh out the whole we'll go with the gym idea, okay? We'll go with the glo, the Globo Gym. Global, globo Gym.
0: Globo. The Purple Cobras.
2: Yeah, we, uh, we see a black light so the whole thing glows and uh you know, we also do bowling, so we call it glo, <laughs> Globo <cobra>. <laughs> <The> Global Gym.
3: Global <laughs> <laughs> Gym.
2: But but the point is and then all of a sudden you guys have a great conversation, you have a 2-hour lunch which you know normally is only about 45 we'll minutes. We'll take an hour, some more right? bread. We'll take some uh, and, uh, and then pretty soon, you, you, the next time you have a meeting, all of a sudden you go, yeah, and we're going to do And you're like, no, no, that's not what we said.
0: No, no, we, we did say you, that. No, right? no, you, you, knew, we, we did. No, I specifically said we that we were going to do it in okay, South well, here, Tulsa. Here's what happened. Is, you said it, but I just felt the need to make a little change after we talked about it because I didn't agree. No, because there, there's something funny that happens in
2: communication. And that is is that when I say something... You don't always hear what I think I just said.
0: What's he saying? Why don't, what did he mean by that? What? 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 what,
2: what? what? That sounds funny. Over.
0: Why is he whispering? Because what happens
2: is, is that communication is, an, is not all about the words you're saying. And so, therefore, whenever you're just doing verbal communication, it you, a little gets lost in translation. An example Z, you're looking beautiful. Okay. And what that really means is hey, I need $12 to go buy a foot long. Or. Z, you're looking beautiful? That means um, I don't need $12, uh, but I am a little hungry. Maybe just a Snickers.
0: Yeah, there's just that. There's that kind of that, that thing, the way you say things, how you say things. Same exact say, words. Same exact words, but how you say things. If you, see, if you put the wrong emphasis on, on the wrong <laughs> syllable, it gets weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and you just demonstrated that. Thank oh, you yeah. very much. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. i that's thought very, about that well, all week. Well, well done, well played. <laughs> yeah, nice.
2: So what happens is, is, that, is that you start off, and the next thing you know, um, before it even gets going, you have hurt feelings. It's kind of like, I thought I was going to be the boss. And I also
0: just the actual technical way. The... Like, don't people wear you out who text you constantly? Yes, they do. I mean, for you personally, if somebody, yes. if you're a partner with somebody and they text you five times a day, does it make you crazy? Oh,
2: I mean, it depends on what they're texting about. It depends. About well, the ones that make me crazy are the ones that, that text you like 12 times when that could have been one text. And so it's like, ding. Let me ask ding, you. So if someone's partnering ding, with you, with ding. you
0: in particular, and they want to stay in good graces with you, what's the acceptable number of times per week maximum they should communicate with you?
2: Well, it depends on the phase of the business and what's going on. But the business I, is in orbit. Uh, okay, the business is in orbit and doing well. I mean, you know, you might, uh, you know, we might touch once a day, you know?
0: Once a day is a kind of a max. Well, once a day is probably a nice number. Hey, but I you mean, know, like, just four, checking but in like, seven to, times a day is like, well. Yeah, that's way, way too much. Okay. Now it drives,
2: ex- drives me a little crazy. But communication, the point is, is that when you're sitting down and you're forming this company, until you get things in writing, until you, it's in black and white, all the verbal
0: communication you get gets a little twisted. Now, expectations. This is the next thing I want to pick your brain on. And then we come back from the break. I want Eric Chup and Justin to ask you any questions possible about partnerships or share with you their experience Uh about this. Because the expectation. Now, this is something I see. Expectations are, as an example, you and I are partners with Thrive. And so we match each other dollar for dollar. So we've, we've talked about this. That's what we do. And right. so it's something that we do, and so we've talked about it. It is an expectation, and so we, we do that. And so um, then when we don't need to put in money anymore, then we'll start to share revenue. You know? But it's a thing of like the expectation was, was set, but then one partner says, and not in our case, but a lot of times I see it, I know I'm supposed to put in money, and I know I agreed to, but I did uh, buy a boat. You know, and you could see how with the boat it's tough right now. I mean, you know, and so I need you to double up this week. You know, so we can make payroll. And then you're kind of it gets weird. So, see how often does the expectations getting screwed up cause a problem? Uh,
2: A lot. And so far in marriage, it's about what hitting about fifties, fifty some odd percent. I mean, what what happens is is that whenever. You know, whenever you go into a partnership and we'll just use an example of a marriage and, and not to get too deep down that rabbit trail. Why does he
0: always get so deep? Oh, Why is she get so deep in the rabbit trails?
2: Um, but the point is, is that you the the dude's sitting up there taking his vow and he's going, he's got an expectation. And he, he probably hasn't expressed it. He probably hasn't talked about it because that's you just you know, most don't, but it's in his mind. He just We're just
0: gonna be he just assumes, in a great re- relationship every day. How would she not know every what day. I'm expecting?
2: And then she's got one, too. She's like, oh, man, he's been so awesome. He's brought he's me fresh flowers every week. He's been opening the doors for me. I mean, she has these wonderful expectations herself. He go on you long know. walks in the park oh, every yeah.
0: day, oh, every, minute. And every he'll minute. He'll talk about how he felt about the long walk for two yes. hours after the walk.
2: Yes, as he's as he's uh, taking the rose petals and lining them down the hallway.
0: Oh, stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on the radio. Stay tuned. Business coach. <laughs>
2: Celebrate your Americanism, and listen to The Thrive Time Show.
0: The new phone book's here! The new phone book's here! 873, Johnson, Davin, R. I'm somebody now! Millions of people look at this book every day! This is the kind of spontaneous publicity, your name in print, that makes people! I'm in print! things are going to start happening to me now. Oh, Dr. Z, do you remember the first time you saw your name in the phone book, man? Wasn't that awesome? It was awesome. I mean, did you cry? Did, now, you, did yeah, you write the, down that moment in a you, journal and say, "This is the moment that I am somebody. My name is in the phone book."
2: Well, you, you have to be careful because the, the airwaves are open to youngsters, and there's a lot of people out there that are just, there's a lot of people out there that are just that are like their, their brains are kind of blowing up right now, going, What is a phone book?
0: What's a book? Why is that phone book in what the wall, the bro?
2: Our phones used to be in books, bro. What is, what, is, what is going on bro, with the phone book?
0: I, I've spent my entire day reading my entire office don't you just of gluten Google? and the stuff that touched the gluten, man. Don't you just me. Google that, man? Is bro, that the Google. original name of a smartphone, a phone that, book? I'm sorry. That? While you were talking about phone books, I, was, I don't even know what Oh, those are those means.
2: big phones <laughs> oh, you guys used to carry, those big phones you'd carry, right?
0: Right, bro. Hey, is, there, is that like an app? Was that like a big app or what was that? Was that like a metaphorical book? Is that? Yeah. It's like, paper. you, know, you just Googled, right, man? Dude, res- why do they recycle? Okay, so I they, do, I do remember, remember that, and
2: I remember when it came out because the yellow. Here's the move. Here's the move. Here's the You're move. Here's the move. You're even old enough to know this. Here's the move. I swear. But you, because uh, because you, you always there was always a cat and mouse game back in the day, and the game was, yeah. did you make your yellow page ad large enough? Because was uh, all alphabetical, uh, but they would put them in sizes. So if you did a full page, you'd be before the half page. If you did a half page, you'd be before the
0: quarter page. And that'd be before the eighth page. Can I tell you the shadiest yellow page move I ever did that was just a super effective? I, you, uh, yes. I oh, yeah, took, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, took my I think com- I know this, but go I ahead. I took my competitor, I looked at his ad, and I realized I, I, the first year I did my ad, it didn't work very well. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take his exact words and one-up him on everything. On everything. So it was like he was established in like 1987. So I put conceived in 1980 because that's when I was born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he put like over 100,000 songs and I put like over 200,000 songs. Oh, yeah. And he said like professional lighting and I put like something like elite professional lighting. <laughs> I did every, everything I did, and, the, and then I took my head and I put it on a big head. I enlarged it so it looked like, it looked like a character. You you enlarged your head. That's Me? that's hard to imagine. And then I put the caption "America's most humble man." Under it. And yes. I got people laughing. I got a lot of deals. A lot of hate from the competitors, but it worked, man. It worked. But that, that was the movement. I remember that phone movie would come out, and you'd be
2: like, did I get it big enough this year, right? Right. Right? Now, here's the thing. is the the, we, Did they get it spelled right? or Is it is, well,
0: it, is it the right spot? I mean, well, see, the here's the deal. Is we were we were not partners, my competitors. And I. We, were, we, we weren't yeah. partners. And so as we were talking about today how to enter into partnerships, we were not partners. So I didn't care if I pissed them off because I didn't want to keep the relationship because I didn't have a relationship. It, I it, wanted to it, beat them like a drum. In fact, if you were not m- – Probably rubbing the rhubarb and irritating them a
2: little bit, in the you know irritating them. You probably weren't competing like you should have competed in business,
0: right? Right. Yes. This is this is this is the thing. Thrive Nation is that when you have a partnership, though, you're gonna be competitive and make it happen. But when you have a partnership, when you have a partnership, you don't have to be competitive with each other. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's kind of go down these. chuff. you see the list, we have the questions this week from the Thrivers. You've coached a lot of clients. Is there any particular of these twelve partnership-related questions that came in this week that you go, you know what? I've seen this. I want to get Z's take on I this. S- yes, actually, there is this one right here. It says uh, you have a partner who doesn't pull their weight. You know, I mean, they're like doing their job, documenting items, staying organized. So you know, how do you? How's the best way to deal with that when a partner in your business is not doing what they said they would do or what they're supposed to do? Z, let's, let's start with you. If someone's not pulling their weight, and Justin, I want to I want you, any. Any one of these you can hit you anyone these are any anyone or you can maybe share your experience as the founder of elephant in the room how you've dealt with this because you know you and i are partners and there's teammates and there's different expectations but let's go with this first one z so you have a partner who isn't pulling their weight how do you handle it well here's the thing you've got to understand shep clay justin Jay diggity
2: dog naven N- thomas <laughs> and all you thrivers out Pedro. there is is that partners wear multiple hats in a business for the most part now, sometimes you can have what we call a silent partner, which is the person who is basically an investor. Investor. And that means they don't work in the business. They don't work Hence in the Hence the business. term silent. Shh, 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 Zip it. Zip it. Zippy, I got, zippy, zippy long stockings. Long, so zippy. Oh, very oh, good. Zip it, good. Um, and so uh, short of it, if you are the person that has the most, um, you're the manager, you have the control. If you have control of the company, and so now you have a partner that is a what we call a minority partner. Are you talking about partners that are not Caucasian? No, 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 I'm talking about partners that have less stock than the I'm majority I'm just trying to keep it politically order. correct. Back to well, you. Thank you. Thank you. And now your political correctness break is this over. This just did. Brought to you by Twinkies, where you can always get two.
0: Um, Unless you want
2: three. So the thing about it is, is that <laughs> you have to look at them as an employee at some point. Like I have, a lot of times when I would buy a business, the gentleman that ran it, I would give them some sweat equity into it. So they would, in, in, in essence, become a partner of mine. Right. Right? Okay, you follow me? But they also wore a different hat because they were the general manager of the business also okay. so they
0: have some equity and they have a job bingo bingo
2: and so that's what I'm reading from this question is if they're not pulling their weight that would infer to me that they have a job to do in the business correct right, right okay so then you treat them like any employee just because they own some stock. I mean, if I buy Walmart stock and I go in there and raise a fit about something, they treat me like a customer. And if I go, oh, but I own Walmart stock, I'm a partner. Okay,
0: okay, okay. okay.
2: Wait a second. So so this, you, so this, this, you this, can't this. get it out of bla- out of balance.
0: So this right here, though, that would imply. So question number six we had from the Thrivers was: What if you have two partners who have equal ownership? So let's talk about this. So I'm gonna give you an example. Like with Elephant in the Room and Justin, you and I have had our 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 our, our, our punches, our hugs, our, our high fives, our ups, our downs, because we're partners, right? But you are the guy who's in charge of the experience, right? So like, with, as far as the decor, the atmosphere, I don't recall ever going in there and giving you feedback on that, have I?
3: Uh, you, you may have, but I probably wasn't listening. But. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I mean,
0: seriously, I don't think I have as far as like the experience for the haircuts. Correct. But so, like the money, I get into it.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, for, for instance, our, our partnership with the Elephant Room. Yeah. There's three of us. We all have our our lane. Yeah. And so we stay in our lane. Now we have with three, it's easy majority rules, right? So even if there's something I want to do on the ground level, which is in the experience, which is is my lane, I can get trumped by my two other partners because you guys are a third, a third, a third, correct? Co- okay, yeah. you're
2: probably thirty-four. They're thirty-three each. Am I am I saying that correctly or not? I, I who's think thirty-four. It's three, 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 three,
3: three, infinity, and then it just goes out. It's weird, but.
2: Thirty-three, <laughs> thirty-three, That's just, that's just, we- that's just weird. That's just weird. <laughs> we work so with odd numbers. it to be number. It's Somewhere be out there in the even. black hole is a small portion of the <laughs> elephant in the room. We'll, men's grooming we'll, lounge. We'll, we'll, you, you,
3: Z, we'll give you Z. We'll give you 0. .0001%. Well,
2: you know what? Because I, I know a lot of guys. What they'll do is they'll is they say, "Hey, we want to be equal." But we don't want really to be 50 50. So, what they'll do is they'll do 49 49. They'll get a third party that's a good friend and they both agree on it, then takes 2% of it. And then that way, if they can never agree, then they have someone that they both agreed is a wise, educated, knowledgeable person of what's going on to help them. To break that's the why time. we
0: gave that to a homeless man. <laughs>
2: That's why we gave that show home as man. <laughs> problem is we can't find him, but we need a vote on Wait. Tuesday. Barry, wake up. Quit drinking. Does, any, does anybody know where he is? We but the thing back going to about you have two partners have equal ownership. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that, the it, problem with that the is the problem with
0: was well, the thing is the problem with that, Z, I want to eat because this is this is an issue. And this I hear this all the time. You've got to have a chief though. Z. You can't set up a partnership like that, folks. You you
2: can't. And I know. I know you are sitting around coffee talking about you know, that business you're going to start about Globo Gym. But we're brothers. You, you've just got to you got to you just got to address it up front. Someone's got to be the majority. Someone's got to be the hammer. But I
0: care equally about us. We're, we're related. We're neighbors. We're cousins. cousins yes, yeah, so and we, we thought and we thought of Globo we'll, Gym at exactly the same time. <laughs> we're Amish, so we're very closely re- related. Stay tuned to the drive Time Show on your radio. Turn that button. <laughs> Welcome to the Thrive Time Show, a show for the enemies of average. You know, people are not born with big thighs. You know, you're born a fabby little lazy baby. You know, it takes work to look like this. Oh, Z, do you remember Hans and Franz from Saturday Night Live? Oh, Wasn't Franz. that, uh, we are here to pump you up? You Z, Z, do you remember? I, that it's just, of
2: course I did. I grew up, that was my culture, that was my jam, that was my thing. I'm sorry, I should
0: have asked you, are you an American?
2: Uh, yes, and yes, yes to all those questions you just yeah. you just fired
0: off. At me. Now today we're talking about how to enter into a partnership, and specifically we're on this part about when you have two partners that have equal voting rights or equal ownership. Because what happens is you just you just you, we laid out the scenario. What happens when you have a partner and they're not pulling their weight? Well, the issue is you can't enforce anything if you both have equal. Voting rights. So I want to start with Justin on this. I want to have Justin. You're the founder of Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge. Full disclosure. Full partners. But I want you to kind of share what that means to you. And Z, I want to get your feedback on it. Let's just kind of work through that as a team.
3: Yeah. So if if you don't have an odd number of partners like we do, um, so you'll get two things. You might have the same um, ownership as far as the percentage goes. But you, you've got like Marcus Molina says, um, you've got to. You know, say we're 50 50 partners, but I'm 100% in charge, you know, and then and get that written off. So that means, you know, you want them maybe invested with their money and their time, but then you're going to then be calling the shots. You got to have that one chief. It gets, it's awkward. It gets weird when you try to have two leaders and then, and then one person's like, you sat on my toes and I'm offended. And, you know, so with Alpha, the one thing we, we had to do is, you know, because we got three alphas and when we get to, mer- to our board meetings and go out to Denver and things, it's intense. It is intense. It's intense. It is but intense. I'd have it no other way because, right. you know, we are strong individuals and we, we get floor time. But um, you can see when we have someone in there that's not an alpha, and I'm it, not going to call names. But right. what happens is that person, and usually you we'll
0: know. break down. Yeah, uh, yeah. And th- 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 I want to just share this with you. If you're <laughs> listening here, to the you have to have some kind of rule now. For elephant in the room, we have a rule of two thirds. So I'm just gonna give you an example. Justin is clearly in charge of the experience. Okay. And I'm in charge of marketing, getting customers in the door, right? So if he doesn't nail the experience, then no matter how many customers I get through the door, it doesn't matter. And then John's job is franchising, which basically means he has the systems. He's grown over 500 Oxyfresh locations, and that's what he's doing with us. And so it's it's a system, and we don't always agree. And this idea that you can have a consensus on every scenario is just not real. And that's why this next yeah I want to get your take on this. There's so many thrivers, and I, I hate... I hate to bring it up because I know... Z, when I bring this up, when I, when I bring up this topic, somebody is going to lose their mind. Are you Z, are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's Here lose their mind.
2: Which is pretty much every topic you bring up,
0: by the, but by the way. But I'm saying somebody's going to get... It's going to be very uncomfortable because you're going to okay. be in the car okay. with this person. Oh. oh. Your spouse That's... is your partner. Your spouse is your partner. So what happens mm. is... Your spouse becomes the partner because you're married to them. So what happens is, is you were not partners with the spouse previous to the marriage. Want to work with me? My wife and I, we started DJ Connection together. So I don't know if I could have done it without her, but she's always been the accounting part of my business. So okay. We started it together, but I see a lot of times you you're, you have a business and all of a sudden you marry somebody, and now Z because. Eric over here married somebody, and even though we were partners, just he and I, now that you're married to somebody, now all of a sudden they're kind of a pseudo-partner almost. Yeah, obviously. They they Uh, chime in with their feedback. But yet, I don't recall putting them on the operating agreement. Well, let me say something to like that because you, might,
3: someone right now is listening, like you know what? Why I married someone and I, and I didn't have a business and I, la- I launched a business and it's it's my time, it's my energy, and I didn't have a written contract. And you know what? Clay and I and our partner, we have a written contract. True. What happens? It speaks for us. It's in writing. It's in writing. It's so important, guys. And you may be like, you know, what? I didn't get anything right with my spouse. Well, guess what? The great state of Oklahoma already did for you, so it's taken care of. And when you inked it on the marriage agreement, that took care of that. So.
0: It's already taken care of for you, but if you if you don't think you're in partnership, you 100 are. You are. So what Justin's saying is, if you marry somebody and you have a business, you're now in kind of in partnership with this person. But see, explain the, the dynamics of it. You know, you're you and a buddy are partnered, and now they marry somebody, and all of a sudden you're now kind of pseudo partnered. You know what I'm saying? That weird tension where you find yourself partnered with somebody that you don't recall involving in the business, but now they're married to this person, and now you're getting that feedback loop. Oh, absolutely. I've seen it so many
2: times, and I've seen so many uh, good businesses really go under um, because of it. And it's the infighting. It's the control. It's the, we should be going here instead of over there scenarios that happen. And a lot of times, it's always that new dynamic that comes into it. And a new spouse is, is one of those dynamics that comes into it. Sometimes a business will bring on a, they need a capital infusion, so they bring on a you know a venture group they bring on somebody else they they bring in somebody that brings a bunch of money to the table a bunch of money and then they think i brought i just dumped a you know a but a, a lot of money a truckload of a money a truckload of money a huge the, amount of money business. i
0: brought in a huge amount of money and if you think
2: i'm going to not sit you know sit back
0: and you know question your every move you don't know me very well you right? don't know me because i'm not going to just put massive copious amounts of money into something without giving you constant feedback and and that's one of the core reasons why i would never hire a key person in any of my
2: organizations without meeting their spouse first because you meet someone you can know a lot about their spouse and then you meet Mm. the spouse and so like Mm -hmm. my doctors for instance i would never hire a doctor until i sat down and spent some time with the two of them and their, their spouse you know sometimes it's a lady sometimes it's a dude you know and uh take them to dinner spend some time with them and really get to know them and because it's always a package deal and so, you know, the question really, what you just said, is what happens when the package changes? And, and that's a tough thing in business because all of a sudden you're getting along well with your partner. Life's good. I mean, he's got plenty of free time to do the things that he needs to do, or I say free time. And then all of a sudden he gets married, and now all of a sudden, you know, his home life is, is calling on him, is pulling on him. Is is demanding more of his time? Oh, they're doing just fine. You don't need to. You don't need to go in on Saturdays anymore. You don't need to come do on, this. Come on, Saturday. You know, got your new family. It's not even
0: biblical. Besides, well, I guess it's Sunday, five it days a week. So but
2: besides my son Billy wants to play catch with Okay, you. so here, you here, here, with you. here
0: is a really crazy situation. Okay, oh, here's the deal. Okay. My wonderful wife actually is how I know you. My wife applied Correct. to work Correct. for you. Correct. And she would come home bragging on your organization. Well, that's very kind of her. No, but seriously, she would say, Honey, you need to meet this guy. The system's here. I'm telling you, if you could learn the systems, it would really help... DJConnection.com, it would help you grow that thing because it was a, a, a business that we were, we were we were profitable, but we were doing maybe two to three weddings a weekend, and before we sold it, we got to 80 weddings a weekend. And my that's wife kept awesome. coming home going, that's awesome. Dr. Z has systems. You need to meet this guy. I'm telling you. And I'm like, nah, he's an optometrist. What can yeah, you possibly okay, might he possibly know? He's probably never DJed but... an event before in his life. Right. So that's my kind of mindset. Well, then long story short is that I, when I decided to build DJ Connection, the um, Things went great, and when you you and I teamed up to do Thrive, my spouse likes you, and my wife is the reason why I know you. So my wife likes you, so my wife's always going, honey, if Dr. Z advised you to do that, then that's what we need to do. So there's always that in the back. So I'll come home, and she'll say, how was today? Whether you like this or not, this is what happens. Your wife will say, Or your partner's wife will say, you know, or your partner's husband will say, how was the meeting with Z? And I'll say, this is what he said to do. And she goes, well, if he said to do it, then we need to do it because he has wisdom. That's what she says all the time. It's like the same recording. Now, some people go, oh, well, if Z said to do it, I don't want to do it because all he cares about is the money. Who's he thinking? Oh, my gosh, money. All he cares about money. So what happens if your spouse doesn't like your partner? See, what do you do like there if your spouse does not like the partner, what do you do? Do you sleep on the couch? Do you live in a van down by the river? What do you do? It's a it's a it's a tough deal. I mean I'm telling you what
2: it's a very it's a very tough deal. It's kinda like what happens if you marry a gal and she doesn't like your best friend. Ah. You know you can't just walk up to him and say, Hey, don't worry about it. You got a new best friend. Be-
0: Happy! You tattoo Billy's name on your chest, and it's awkward every time that you're we make a man
2: cave every Friday night and drink a six pack of Bud Light. I mean, he's my he's my boo, he's my buddy. Boy. You know. Well, and when we get back, Clay, we'll, we'll deep dive down into that a little bit. What I want to get do.
0: into it. I want to get into the weeds. Stay tuned to Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. My name is Clay Clark. Stay tuned. Back to the Business Coach Radio Show. That is so good it could have made the Eastland Mall successful. Is there anything that could have made the Eastland Mall I successful? Just, I was just thinking about it. That I was thing just was waiting to a, hear a disaster. little bit more that song, actually. I was a little... bit See, you, you that just, was, you I'm sorry me. to cut off Ed, uh, Special Ed. I mean, Mr. Ed. I'm sorry to cut off he did a great. He did a
2: great job in concert here at the BOK Center, by the way. Did he nail it? Oh my gosh, he nails it. And you know what? That dude is making more money on a concert than anybody else out there. You know why? It's just him. It's just him. Solo, solo baby. Solo. He's got a guitar and a and a, and a loop, a loop machine, yep. um, you know, a box loop machine that he can, you know, punch and lay down a a chord and then you know, record can it and
0: I loop it and share with you a Ed Sheeran story that maybe the the listeners don't know. Uh yes, please. Here we go. Ed Sheeran. Um, was a guy who was committed to his music, and a lot of people are committed to their music. In fact, Z, as you know, there's a lot of very talented musicians listening to our show, and all over Tulsa, there's a lot of great musicians out there. A lot of great music. Yes, yes, there are. So he decides he's going to move over, he's going to hop across the pond and move to America. Now, I don't know if you know this, but Jamie Foxx is uh, a very, very, very skilled actor and also a great musician. Very talented man. And he discovers that Jamie Foxx actually has a studio in his house. Now, Jamie Foxx wanted to become famous, and he wasn't famous as a musician, so he tried out for In Living Color, and he was just funny enough to get on the show In Living Color, and he wanted to become famous, but he wasn't famous because he was on In Living Color with Jim Carrey, and it wasn't that big of a show yet. So what he did is he actually started promoting himself as a paparazzi photographer for celebrities, although he had never taken photos before. Right, okay. So he begins taking photos of Puff. He, he finds Puff Daddy at a big event. And he says, hey, Puff, I'm, I'm a celebrity photographer. That's my gift. I'll take photos of you, make you look good big time, get that stuff on the Internet. Boom, you'll just, bam, I'm, I'm awesome. So Puff's like, sure, you work for free. Let's do this. Well, next thing you know, he's taking photos of Puff Daddy for free. Puff Daddy invites him to all the parties. And so Jamie Foxx is like, Puff Daddy's personal photographer guy. So he tells Puff, Puff, how much money did you spend on that last party you had out in L.A.? Puff Daddy, this is all on the 4-Hour Workweek interview with Jamie Foxx, by the way. You can find it on the 4-Hour work week with Jamie Foxx. He says, Puff, what did you spend on that last party? Puff Daddy says, I spent a million dollars. He goes, you spent a million dollars on a party? He goes, yes, yeah. but that's how I grow my celebrity, my PR. And he says, here's the deal. I think I could have a better party than you for under $1,000. And he goes, I'll tell you what, I'll be there if you throw the party. He goes, Sure. So Jamie Foxx begins inviting celebrities saying, hey, Puff Daddy's going to be there, I'm going to be there, and this person's going to be there. Well, the next celebrity says, well, if Puff's there, I'm there. And he keeps doing this until he has all the A-list celebrities at his house. Oh, yeah. And what he does is he pulls Kanye West aside at his house, and he records Kanye West doing a rap lyric, and now he has a song featuring Kanye. He says, Kanye, is it cool if I promote it? He gets in his car, drives all across American radio stations, and gets himself famous as a result of recording Kanye West at a party. That's how, that's how Jamie Foxx made it. He's hustling. So Ed Sheeran hears the story and realizes this guy's a hustler. This guy, knows, he's he got the thing. He understands it. He knows the thing. So what he does is he flies to America, and he finds his address and shows up at his house and says, can I live with you? And he says, are you serious? He goes, yes, I, I, I I'm, a, I'm a, my name's Ed Sheeran, I play. And he goes, okay, what do you play? He opens his guitar and starts playing. He goes, yeah, you can sleep on my couch. That's how Ed Sheeran got famous. So he got famous through Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx starts introducing him to different clubs, different performances. And then Ed Sheeran, through my friend Ryan Tedder with One Republic, got asked to open up for One Republic. That's what you do before you become big. So One Republic used to open up for Maroon 5. Ed Sheeran, through a Jamie Foxx introduction, starts opening up for One Republic. So One Republic concerts, if you Google it, guess who's performing to open up for them is Ed Sheeran. And now the redhead wonder has his own album, his own celebrity following, and he is the most talented grinder artist I've ever seen. This guy is a grinder, but it's because he researched how Jamie Foxx did it and thought, you know what, if Jamie Foxx was willing to humble himself to do work for free, for Puff Daddy and to throw these ridiculous parties and to become a free photographer and to travel around in his car from radio station to radio station playing his demo with Kanye, I could do it. So he showed up at his house. Ginger snap. Living on his house. He had no money. He's like, dude, I just want to live with you. I'll do whatever I need to do. I will pick your kids up from school. I'm just here. And he did his demo, and he's that talented. Wow, that's that's an awesome story. It just goes to show you, I mean, there's story after story after
2: story (laughs) about guys that do what we call an internship. Internship. Internship, which basically means you go and you work for nothing. Yeah. And that, that makes people crazy. You it know, makes because me, well, see, it makes people crazy because... I mean, Ryan Tedder, your good friend, did it. Yes. They were, he worked for free. He worked a pottery for,
0: barn, to, to, the pay pottery barn. The, to pay the phone, but to you know, keep his cell phone on. He worked it for free. He worked for Timbaland, who's a multimillionaire. He doesn't even pay him. So he could intern there to get his career going. Now, this is the thing. We're talking about partnership today. And we have Wes Carter, Tulsa's number one attorney, oh. in my opinion, legally speaking. And we're talking today about partnership, how to keep into a, how to keep a sustainable partnership going. Now, this is the thing. When you marry somebody, and Z, let's get into it. This is the weird stuff. When you marry somebody, that person, you, 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 the three dudes are partners, and now one of the dudes marries somebody. Now, all of a sudden, you're kind of married to who they married. The partnership somehow involves that person. Z, how do you deal with it when the spouse of your partner doesn't agree with the partners? When the spouse of the partner she's not in the team but she or he it strongly disagrees with the leadership
2: well hopefully you have things um dialed in when i talk about contractually to where there is a you know Robert's rule of orders in the sense of you know who's going to make the decisions and who has the final say. I mean, even the partners can have disagreements on different things throughout the years, right? That doesn't mean that you know you can't continue to, to mend the fences and to go forward. Um, and so, but what happens? Is you get that new energy, that new dynamics, and sometimes you got to have a you know got to sit down and explain how the cow eat the cabbage. You got to have that little you know come to I used to call them a come to Jesus meeting. But you have to sit down with the people and say, hey, listen, you know that that's your spouse. And she's entitled to her opinion, or he is, but you know, here's still the way the organization works, and here's how we're going to go forward. And you try to minimize it as much as possible, Wes, but at, at times it gets, it can get ugly. It does get ugly. And I think
1: setting expectations up front is a huge thing. So when you first come in, you say, hey, look, no matter what happens, you and I make the decisions here if it's two people, not our spouses, not our girlfriends,
0: not our employees, it's you and I. Can I, I want to tee up a really crazy scenario because, Wes, your firm has represented, uh, Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes, just came out in the Tulsa World. You guys are helping out with Mr. Trump, the President of the United States. Winters and King, you guys are getting it done. I mean, you're representing the President of the United States on on some kind of advisory board. What are you guys doing with Mr. Trump there? My partner Tom is sitting on a faith
1: council that uh, is talking to Trump about Issues important to the faith community.
0: I was thinking, if you guys work with the president of the United States, maybe you're qualified to help out Tulsa business owners. I'm not sure. I, I'm still thinking through it. But so let me ask you this situation here. You you're listening to the show right now, and what happens is is you have come into this situation. You and this just happened with a client I was working with about two years ago. He's a pastor. And his daughter is straight stealing cash mm. from the church, using the church's credit card like yep. a personal credit card. I mean, we're talking Ch-ching. north of six thousand dollars. I only found out because their adwords got denied. They run ads, and the ads got denied. Yep. And I said, "Hey, how are you getting denied? How's your ad? How's your how's your credit card getting declined? What's going on?" He goes, uh, "I don't know." He comes back. He goes, "Here's the deal." My daughter is using it to buy all of her expenses. She's moving into a new apartment, and I guess she's been using this. And it happens consistently. Yes. Yeah. So you find out your partner is stealing cash or your partner's daughter or somebody's stealing cash. How do you, Z, from your perspective, handle it? And I want to get Wes legally how do you handle it. So first off, Z, when you discover your partner or someone who's using your partner's card, whatever, they're stealing cash, what do you do? Z, what's your first step? Well, you approach them, and you, first of all, get it to stop. And then you know you explain the
2: situation. A lot of times, your partner—he probably didn't. I, I don't know that he had knowledge that his daughter was doing that. He did not know. So, so therefore, you you put light on the subject. And then you give your partner the ability to do the right thing. And the right thing is, you know, hey, man, I'm sorry. Let's, I'm going to end that. I'll take the card from her. We can maybe even close out that account. It's, it's yeah. kind of easy to start up new accounts if it's not the end of the world. And, you know, I have sometimes banks will call me up and say, hey, your, your contact, you know, your card's been whatever, and we need, we're sending you a new one. Tear that one up. So that happens. But you give your partner the chance to make it right. Right. Pay it back. Make it Right. In the in the jackassery that's going on, In
0: the jackassery,
2: yeah, and you move on with it, and you go, you know what? That wasn't my partner; that was my partner's daughter. He just got access to the credit card, and, and that stuff happens, and so you don't hold it against him. It's not like that. Strike one, strike
0: belly. one, belly.
2: Yeah, uh, Wes. What, I mean, is that is that what you would counsel, or how? Or would you just say, so, would you just litigate right off the bat? A suit. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, you know, I know either. how the attorneys are. You guys are just like let's go file a
0: no.
1: lawsuit. And a for profit is much easier because you have that ability to. Even it up with distributions. Now, in a non-profit, you mentioned as a pastor, there's a whole different ballpark. Uh, nonprofits, you have to report that to the feds, and
2: oh wow, come back and wow, get that, that person
1: oh. To repay it to the nonprofit, wow, so okay. It's actually much easier in yeah. a for-profit because we can just agree among each other how we're going to make. It,
0: it was right. about thirty grand, by the way. in Colin, I've had. Church. It's a nice apartment yeah. she moved into. Well, yeah. well, the the husband didn't have a job. Oh well,
1: you know, yeah, you can't
0: blame them. Then uh, I had one.
1: <laughs> I had a pastor once that got caught with about $150,000, four-wheelers, washers and dryers. The cop showed up and like emptied his whole house. Oh, wait a
2: second. So you want to go around with dirty clothes and not be able to ride uh, a four-wheeler to yeah. bond with his children out in the
0: field? I mean, right. that's just mean. Now, when we come back, I want to break this down, Z, because we're talking about partnership. What happens when you have a partner who brings their personal issues into every meeting? What oh. do you do when you have a partner who's wow. going I've through never, something? I've never experienced and that. And they before, just bring man. it into every meeting. They bring the drama into every single meeting. How do you handle it? It's a Thrive Time show on your radio. We're also going to talk, be talking about prenups. Prenups on well, a Thrive oh, Time no, show. No, oh, oh you want to me. stay too? It's a Thrive Time Business me. Coach Radio Show.